So it is currently, at the time of recording this, half past 10 at night on a Wednesday. You'll find out why I'm recording it on a Wednesday evening, not a Thursday afternoon, in a tiny bit. Uh, I've had an interesting day, which is why I kind of want to get it all done tonight for you ready on Friday, because I think when you've had a really good day and you've got lots done, you're more enthusiastic about it and you remember all the tiny details rather than if I waited to record it late on Thursday night I think you lose things does anyone else does anyone else find that the kind of you just want to tell everyone what a good day you've had uh, in the current climate I think it's important anyway on with the show welcome to magic talks hosted by magic man London Magic Talks, Magic Man London. So, how are you? Welcome to episode 11. How's your week been? The reason I'm recording this on a Wednesday evening rather than a Thursday afternoon is on Thursday, my father and I are going to see my sister's family, bring the kids out to a model village for the day so they can actually get some work done around the house. Um, and we might not be back until late. So I thought I'd rather record this on a Wednesday night than do it on a Thursday night when I'm tired and might not be in the mood for it. So I'm going to condense my week down into a day. Uh, various reasons. I've done other stuff since the last podcast, but not enough to make a podcast out of. That all changed today. So this morning I wake up 8.15. I've kind of I now go to bed slightly earlier to get up like 8.15. And it's really nice weekends, that rule doesn't apply. So I woke up, did my morning meditation and everything. I've talked about that in previous episodes. Went down, had my morning coffee. Um, and I was, I'm kind of intrigued what everyone's morning ritual is. Do they just get up, turn the phone on and start the day? And I went for a Zoom, there's a... LinkedIn group that I belong to and I've talked about it loads so if you want to know what it is go and dig it out and a lot of us work in events or event well we just either plan events I do entertaining and every Wednesday we have a someone giving a talk and today's talk was on numerology which is interesting it's kind of I'm not sure it's for me but it's always interesting to know that you're on the right path and it lasts an hour Today's lasted two hours, maybe a bit longer. And it started at 10, yeah, about two hours. And the last hour wasn't a talk. We were just kind of having a chat, seeing what everyone's up to. Uh, the girl who hosts it, her baby's due, well, pretty much any day now, so that should be interesting. And then I packed my bag full of all my magic stuff and headed up to town, because I thought, I haven't been up to town in a while apart from that. Time I went up the other week for the We Make Events thing on like Westminster Bridge and everything, which was lovely. So I went up, took some photos, and I'm going to explain my journey slightly because it's in a chain. Right, when I normally go up to the city, like City of London, I get the train from my closest station all the way up to Waterloo, and then get the Waterloo and City line from Waterloo to Bank, and you're there. 
However, at the moment, the Waterloo City Line is not open. I think it's because of COVID, there's not enough people working in the city. So, uh, yeah, you have to use another route. So, I got up to Waterloo, and then got the train to London Bridge, and then walked across the city. It's about a 15-minute walk. And it's amazing when you're not in a rush, and you don't have to be anywhere, you're not meeting anyone, how you find hidden bits of London, and it really is like hidden bits. You can pop down side streets, just see what's down there, and I knew I had all my magic stuff with me. So at the back of my head was, I wanna do some magic today as well. As good as the photos are, and I put them on the iPad, need to edit one or two of them down a tiny bit, but not much. And a friend called me, so I put my packs of cards on the wall, and the pack cards have ice cubes on. It's a long story. I'll put them on my Instagram so you see what I'm on about. And this woman walked past, saw me, saw the camera on the wall and the pack cards and walked past. She then looked back and saw the ice cubes on top and went, are they real ice cubes? I'm like, the magic ice cubes. She went, okay, and walked on. So I often wonder what, goes through people's heads when they were walking away. A bit like when you do a trick and kind of they walk away. And uh, yeah, so that was good fun. And I was watching the news last night. Well, I say I was watching the news, I heard that Leadenhall Market in London was quiet. So it's like, right, I'll go up, take some photos and I'll spend a couple of hours. So I get up to town, go to Leadenhall Market, <laughs> it's packed. There's city workers, there's kind of people who live, I presume, around London, older generation, all having lunch. So, yes, the news was right that all the shops are closed. However, all the pubs and restaurants are open. Well, most of them, anyway. And uh, I thought, I can't do photos, there's too many people. Because at the back of my head, I knew the shots I wanted to take. So, I went on a little wonder and found some amazing, like, back streets and just kind of when you're taking photos, you look at your surroundings completely differently. I mean, if you go round by the Gherkin, you know, the big thing in London, they've got these black, I don't know how to describe them, black seats basically, but they reflect. So I put some of the magic on and I was shooting down and the buildings near it were reflecting back. So you get this really nice, it's not just solid black. Um, and this chat came up and he saw a red ball on top of a cup. I think some of you have seen it on my Instagram before. If you haven't, go and check it out. Just search for Magic Man London on Instagram. And he went, what's that? And I said, oh, I'm a magician. He's like, oh, cool. How's business? And I went, well, it kind of evaporated overnight, beginning of March. Um, I said, I can show you something. I love performing. So I did some card tricks on him without him actually choosing a card. I did the stick trick and I did a couple of other bits. And it put a smile on his face. And uh, that's what magic's about. And I'm going to take a slight break here, not from speaking, but just kind of on a slight segment. I was watching a magic lecture the other night that I've got saved on the iPad. And the chap doing it went... If somebody sees a magic show or sees a magician and they don't think they're the best magician they've ever seen, 
you failed. I agree with that 100%. Because we're all different. If Like there's magicians I know who do the same tricks that I do. But you wouldn't think they were the same tricks. We kind of put different presentations on, timings, everything. Um, which brings me on to another subject. If we're not performing, are we a magician? And I was thinking about it like last night and I was thinking a bit more today. And I don't think we are. I don't think we've become magicians. I'm putting to get magicians kind of telling me I'm wrong now, but this is this is my view. I don't think we've become magicians until we're performing. Because that's what it's a performing art. Same way, I, I don't think a comedian is a comedian until he's actually telling the jokes out. Sitting at home, practicing tricks does not make you a magician. Getting out there, showing people, entertaining people is what makes it. Um, and he explained the three stages of magic. And he explained something afterwards, which I'll go into. Hang on, before I forget that, I'm just going to write it down on a post-it note. Otherwise, I will forget. Oh, do you ever go to write something down and then completely forget what you were going to write down? Never mind, it'll come to me once I finish this sentence. And it was the different stages of magic. Uh, number one is practice. This is me sitting down with whatever prop I need, whether it be a pack of cards, a coin, a white stick, whatever and going through the moves that I need to do to accomplish that trick. That's practice. And that can take anything from a day or two, because sometimes these things just come to you and kind of... It's hard to describe. They're just a fully-fledged routine in your head and you know how to do it. So once you've practiced it, once you know you can do it with your eyes closed, without a script, that's the key. You don't script it. And we always work... well especially me, I work it backwards. So there's something new I'm working on at the moment that I want to add into a card effect. So I'm working out where this thing goes in and then I'm working the trick backwards. I think it's coming towards the end. I haven't decided yet. This is where rehearsal comes in. So this is when you go and try it on people, like friends, family. You don't... It's not... Yeah, no, sorry, I've messed that one up. Rehearsal was me sitting at my desk, reading out the script that I've made for it, trying different scripts. And it's not like I'm going, well, you do this, this, and this. I'm actually going, if we take your card and put your card in the middle, a little snap and it comes up to the top. By the way, when I do that snap up to the top, for some reason my fingers do it automatically, even though I'm not holding a pack of cards. So we do it until that script is pretty much ingrained in our brain and we don't have to think about it. So once we know where the moves and we know where the scripts and everything, we've got to go out and perform it. And no trick will ever be perfect because it can always be improved. Um, even tricks, there's one I'm working at the moment called Card Under Box. I'm changing that slightly. It's still the same trick. And I can't even remember how it looked when I first started, which is actually really nice. And he was saying, magicians now come up to him, like young magicians, show him a trick. And they go, what do you think of it? And he's like, if you're still doing it in 30 years time, it's a good trick. 
Now that's not what they want to hear. They want to hear it's fabulous. Well, if you've just come up with it, it's probably not. There's some of the tricks I've been doing that I've been performing now for, God, years. And I, at the back of my head, I kind of know where some of them started, but it doesn't look anything like it did when it started. This is because I go out, I perform it, I tweak it. If something isn't working, there are 13 steps I go through. I won't list them on here, it will take too long. Um, 13 steps I go through. And during those 13 steps, I can normally find the reason why the trick isn't working. And it got me on to thinking about something. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's an interesting subject. I won't go into it that much. It's just kind of, I find it interesting. I've mentioned before, one of the downsides of becoming a magician is you find out how the trick works, or well, most of them anyway. And the more you learn, the more you kind of, you start to figure them out. And I think some magicians buy tricks, work on tricks, go out, perform them, and they're happy with them. And then something changes. And it's hard, it's really hard to pinpoint what it is. Um, I have it occasionally with tricks, and I still don't know why it happens. And you fall out of love with it. Because we see it so often, like I can get a signed card to my wallet, which you then take out. I go nowhere near it. And I remember seeing it, and I then remember learning it. And it still amazes me to this day every time I perform it. And I think what changed for me many years ago was somebody's saying, when you're doing a trick, I had to think then, when you're doing a trick, look at it from their point of view. You've done the practice, you've done the rehearsal, do it from their point of view. So I now watch it as a spectator, as a muggle, one of you lot. And it changes the magic. Because when that card comes out the wallet, I'm amazed as you are. When the card appears in a bottle, or whatever happens, I'm experiencing it from your point of view. So I get to see the trick. And one of the interesting things he mentioned, and it's it's so true. You're lucky to see live magic a couple of times in your life. I get to perform it and see it every day. And there's there's something special about that. I don't know any other job that lets you do that on a daily basis. So if I'm going out, I'll always have a pack of cards and the white stick with me. So much so that when I was going up to town today, I said bye to my dad, walked out the door, made sure I had everything, like the phone, wallet, packs of cards, coins, mask, the work. Halfway to the station, so I'm probably five, six minutes away from home. And in my head, it's like, you've got the sticks by the phone in the hall, you need to go back. And because I wasn't under any time restraints, I went home, my dad went, that was quick. I went, forgot the white sticks, and he went, what? I said, I forgot the white sticks. I've never forgotten the white sticks. If I go and walk the dog around the block, I bring them. If I go to the gym, if I go anywhere, the white sticks are on me. So, um, yeah, that's my view on it. Another thing I did say when I was coming home, because I ended up walking by Tower Bridge, um, and I got all the way up to Tower Bridge, and I was miles away from the station that I needed. So I could have gone the whole way back 
cross the bridge, go to London Bridge, and then get the underground back to Waterloo. But I saw the River Ferry, and I've... God, the amount of times I've been in London, I've lost count. I've never been on it. So for the first time that I can remember, which probably means the first time I've done it, I went on the riverboat from... by Tower of London. Is it Tower of London? Yeah, Tower of London, all the way to London Eye. Took about 15, 20 minutes, and it was really nice going down the boat, down, down the boat? Going down the river on a boat. If you haven't done it, do it, but make sure you use your Oyster card, like contactless card, makes it cheaper. Um, what else have I done? Da, da, da. Oh, that was the other thing. You know on your phone when you've kind of got to do X number of steps? Uh, see if I can find it on my phone. So today, on a normal day, I might do three to four thousand. Today, I've done a hundred, I've done 14,620. Uh, and that's all I'm doing because it's bedtime in a minute. And it's really nice. It was a nice sunny day, which this week, probably the only sunny day we're going to have. And London felt like London. And I was doing magic for people in the bars and everything like that at tables because you've got the distance and everything. And I loved it. Even thinking about it now, it puts a smile on my face. Um, just seeing people out and about having a good time. And with the offer that's on at the restaurants at the moment for 50% off, like £10 off your bill, it does make a difference. For example, I had an amazing burger. I can't remember the name of the place. It's on my Instagram. I'll check it out. Um, I might put it on the end once I have a look. One of the best burgers I think I've had. And you went in, you used the track and trace, so you just scan so they know you're in. And it felt like a proper pub, whereas the one that I went to the other day that I mentioned in the podcast didn't feel like a pub. And I think what makes a pub are the people in it and talking to people, interacting with people. Um, anyway, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take a quick break. And I'll be right back after this little jingle. See you in a bit. So welcome back to part two. Uh, now however, this week, I just found like putting a quick jingle in. One thing I've been thinking about a lot, during, not so much during lockdown, just like the last few weeks, I've been talking to certain people and they've given me suggestions of things I'd be really good at and it's outside my comfort zone but I think it's nice to leave your comfort zone every now and again to try new things and one of the things another magician friend of mine has mentioned is the thought that I should start doing magic lectures for like magic clubs and people and I went like the idea and I have no issue in doing it however I don't want to give away all my magic like how I do everything he said, you don't need to. People don't need more tricks. What you're great at is structure, like putting tricks together. So they, they flow. I was like, okay. So I started going through all my effects that I do and writing set lists. So it's like, this goes with this, goes with this. And all of a sudden, I noticed one trick that I do 
I'm not going to mention it. And it's got its own set. It's like nothing goes before it, nothing goes after it. It's kind of one of those tricks that once I finish an event, if somebody goes, can you do one more and I can get a group together, that's what I'm doing. And it's such an amazing trick, it doesn't need it. So I thought, right, that doesn't need it. And then I went back over all the other tricks I do. And suddenly noticed that a lot of them just kind of flow together without thinking about it. So I started writing them down. And this is, this is where it got a bit complicated. And a bit interesting. And I t I'll tell you why. When I work on the tricks, I work on them individually. And then when I go out and perform them, I kind of know what order to do them in. So some of the routines are made up like that. And that's fine. It's when you sit down and go, right, this goes with this. And it's all about pocket space, where everything goes. And you want it to be fluid. At one point, a bottle gets produced and then the bottle disappears and something else takes its place. And it's like, okay, fine. I know I'm waffling a bit here because the, this is the one thing I've made a topic on, but I haven't made notes. And this is what happens when you don't make notes. When I went to write it all down, it's not impossible to go, you do this, 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 and this. Because there's, there's, there is no structure to it. It depends on the group. So what I ended up doing was abandoning that, getting my iPad out, and filming it. Once I film it, and I see the tricks in order, then I can write it. So it's the way I'm going to do it from now on. If I'm working on a new set, or adding new bits, I'll record the trick as a whole, so I don't forget anything. And then I find out where to put it in, and then record it, and then watch it back. Now, I don't mind if I see something on the video that exposes how I do it, because I'm the only one that finds it. So, uh, yeah, that's an little one. And then TV show that I've been thinking about doing for ages, I'm now going to call a few people going, look, let's do this, let's make it happen. There's just a few things recently that made me go, it's all and good talking about it, but actually do something. And I need help with it. And I think it's fine to admit we need help. We can't be perfect at everything. Um, so looking forward to that. And then I was going through my iPad photos the other day. And there's a photo I put on either social media or something years ago. And it's, it's a title. And it might be the new title of the show. I'm not sure yet. But it's, I think there's a reason I didn't delete it. It's not the best photo. It's not on my social anymore. I double check. And it's just, I, I quite like it. And every time I look at it, it sinks in a bit more. But knowing the world of TV, I can come up with the best name possible. If they don't like it, they'll change it. Which brings me on to Darren Brown. He did a show on, I think, Channel 4 the other night. I haven't watched it yet. And I was lucky enough to meet him years ago in a magic convention. And I still remember what he said, because a lot of what he said stays secret in that room. Because he, he didn't give away the secrets, but he gave away information that was kind of beneficial to us, wouldn't be beneficial to you. And I said, when you're coming up with a show, how do you come up with a name? And this is what threw me. Thinking about it, I might change the name, because... Yeah. And he said, we come up with the name of the show 
before we finish the current one. So I think there's one called Svengali and Miracle or something like that. That was another one. When they're finishing one show, the chap goes, what do you want the next show to be called? And he goes, I'll just call it this. I think there's a bit more work with that in summary what he does. And they're like, okay. And then they start advertising the show. And at this point, they still haven't got any tricks. It's all post-it notes stuck in, on office with ideas. And they make the show revolve around the tricks that they come up with. So the show doesn't, yes, it's got to have a good title to get people involved. It doesn't really have to have anything to do with the show itself. And I found that fascinating. Um, on next week's show, I'm going to talk about psychology and magic and everything like that. I was going to do it this week, but I haven't made enough notes and I want to go into a bit of detail. Let me know if you'd be interested in that. I'll do an Instagram poll to keep an eye out for that. Um, now it's time for the magic story. But before I do, before I forget, after the magic story, the episode, I'm going to stop recording. However, because this goes out on a Friday and tomorrow we're going to the model village with my sister's kids and everything, if anything exciting happens there, I'll add it on after the magic story. So it might sound a tiny bit different. Anyway, here is the story. And it's not a trick as such. We all have good and bad gigs. We also have interesting ones. And I think this is the most interesting one that I've done in terms of wackiness. Yeah, I don't care if that's not a word, I'm using it. And it goes like this. My father used to work in the city and got introduced to people because he's been working out there for years. He's now kind of semi-retired at home. And they want to go to Twickenham to watch the rugby. I think it was Army versus Navy or something. And they wanted me to do magic on a bus. It's like, perfect, done. Never done it, but how hard can it be? I've done it on boats and aircraft. Let's do it on a double-decker bus. And it was one of the old double-decker buses, so it wasn't that comfortable. So we meet at the bus stop. They've got... It's a private hire, so they've got all the food, the drink. The drink far outweighs the food. Like, Magic man, do you want a drink? Like, oh, yeah, what have you got? We've got vodka or whiskey. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is when I knew we were in a slight bit of trouble, but we were going to stick with it. I didn't have a choice. And uh, you got any Coke? Yeah. It's like, cool. So they pour the Coke into the... Do you want any whiskey with that? It's like, no. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. So we get on the bus, and before we get on the bus, I'm doing a tiny bit of magic to introduce myself to the others. And the bus starts moving. This this is not a smooth ride. So we're in central London to start with, so there's red lights every three seconds. So you're trying to do magic on people who, after 15 minutes on the bus, are fairly tipsy. They probably can't remember a card, and I'm definitely not letting them sign one because I have no idea where that Sharpie's going to end up. Um, I'm not paying for Sharpie to be removed from all over a double-decker bus. And it's actually really good fun. So every now and again they choose a card and I turn it into the act. So I can see we're approaching a set of lights, the lights are on green. I know if I time it right, it's going to be on, the driver's going to have to stop. So I say to the chat, take a card, have a look, remember it, put it back in. And as he's putting it back in, the bus breaks. It's all right, I'm prepared for it, they're not. And I drop a few cards on the floor. 
Oh no! No, what are you gonna do now? And I look at the floor and went, Are any of those yours? And he's like, No, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I went, Don't think so. And it's like, Oh my god. Um, and then I finish the trick and we do a few more tricks and everything like that. And then we get to Twickenham. <laughs> this, is, this is where it gets interesting. They're trying to bring large bottles of alcohol in. Security won't allow that. You, you can't do it. And it's just like, they're carrying big bottles of like vodka, whiskey, I think wine as well. It's like, they're not going to let you in with that. It's like, can you hide it? You're a magician. It's like, what? Can you hide it? We'll pay you. It's like, no, no, I'm not smuggling alcohol in. It's like, I'll go on, do it. And it's just like, let's see what happens. So I'm wearing a jacket. And I think from memory, I had about 15 mini bottles, you know, the ones you get an aircraft in the jacket. And then we had a few bottles in the bag. But if you look at my magic bag, it's packed full of magic. So all you've got to do is put the bottles on the bottom. So uh, in we go, get to our seats and everything. It's like, magic man, where's the drink? Get the drink. So we've got the drink in nobody's thought about glasses. I, I didn't, there's no space for them in my bag. So uh, that was an interesting one. We watched the match, it was a really good match. And then we left and we get back on the bus and it's like, we need more magic. At this point, drunk is probably the understatement. And we, I still remember it, even though it was years ago, we end up driving past Howard's and we take a break because one of the chaps needs the toilet. And the others get off the bus. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, getting more people. It's like, no, no, don't get more people. The bus is full. They're trying to get random strangers onto the bus. I now turn into like a mini bouncer. It's like, no, no more people. And it's, and it's late. So, uh, yeah, we eventually get back to London. Okay, so come and join us for a drink. <laughs> I'm not joining you for a drink. And uh, yeah, I still remember it to this day. It was one of the wackiest events I've done, but it was good fun. I probably wouldn't do it on a bus again if the bus was moving. So, uh, yeah, that's the story for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed episode 11. Let me know if there's anything you want to hear on episode 12, apart from the psychological stuff. I'll go into it a tiny bit of detail. If not, enjoy your Friday afternoon. And uh, I'll see you all next week. Look after yourselves. Take care. Bye. Magic Talks. Magic Man London.